flight when it happens. A white van, a dark hood, every woman's worst nightmare. Now I'm trapped in an abandoned church. The man who took me says I won't be hurt. The man in the cell next to me says that's a lie. I'll fight with every ounce of strength, but there are secrets in these walls. I'll need every single one of them to survive. Diamond in the Rough is a new dark romance from New York Times bestselling author Sky Warren. Finding yourself has never been so dangerous. New York Times bestselling author Aletha Romig says, five glowing stars. Diamond in the Rough is the dark and dangerous world that I love from Sky Warren. You will be completely caught up in Elijah and Holly's story from the first page to the last. Get your copy of Diamond in the Rough today from New York Times bestselling author Sky Warren. Hey, lady listeners. Hey, lady DJs. Hey. I'm sorry we had to cut Friday's episode. It, I know it may have felt rushed, but we had landscapers outside my house that were cutting grass. We were like trying to beat the clock. Sorry about having to, to rush the Alexa Rally first half. We're here for the second half. Uh, next, yeah, well, probably an, an, a longer <laughs> Yeah, since we have so I wanted to say, one about. thing I wanted to say, I forgot, because I was talking about male sex workers and hiring escorts. Uh-huh is that there is a book called The Kiss Quotient. I don't oh, know, yeah. like, I just kind of assumed everybody's read it because it was so mm-hmm. popular, but it is about a woman who is on the spectrum and doesn't enjoy sex and wants to learn how to enjoy sex and wants to learn, like, how to relax and, like, allow herself to stop thinking about every little thing and, like, sounds and 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 saliva and touching. And, like, she, so she hires this escort. It's... It's great. It's, great it's, great. Yeah. it's one of those ones like the kiss quotient, mm-hmm. like, and it's got a cute cover, and then like she's doing it with an escort. It's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And he, um, yeah, he, oh, he's so sexy. For the first like three or four or five times they meet, it's just like talking mm-hmm. because she's just trying to like get over her fear of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's lovely. It's really lovely, and it's. I don't. I don't know how well she she wrote auto, aut, like autism so well. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a good portrayal of it, and made me understand like that condition a lot mm-hmm. more. So yeah, the kiss quotient. So if you're Helen, interested Helen in Wang. escorts at all, <laughs> dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the escort. Yeah, escorts. Um, all the information is right here. <laughs> well, I just wanted to um say up top too before I forget, we have summer merch. Is we have a new design for it. If you guys love the podcast and you want to support it and us, and also celebrate Read Me Romance as you uh walk around your living room, please feel free. <laughs> to uh purchase some of the uh the summer merch we'll have it posted on our social media and we're doing tons of giveaways with it in um our read me romance facebook group uh read me romance headquarters so make sure you check that out do so do that so i wanted to mention that at the top so i have several things to talk about because we haven't spoken in so long but while we're on the subject of like escorts and all this other thing there is a movie that was recommended to me and i haven't watched it yet but it's an older movie i want to see if you guys have watched it it's called beach rats no okay so 
the trailer is hot. It's on Netflix. I think it's on Hulu too, maybe. But um, I'm going to read you the plot synopsis they have on Wikipedia. So because I just watched the trailer and my friend was telling me about it. And I'm like, okay, I got to watch it. It says, Frankie struggles to escape his Brooklyn life. He balances his time with his new girlfriend, his friends, and chatting on the internet with older men with whom he meets up for sex and drugs. He does not, however, identify as bisexual or gay to his girlfriend or male friends. He just has sex with men, in quotations, in the words of one of his internet partners. Frankie attempts to compartmentalize his life by having sex with older men, hoping to avoid anyone who might happen to know his friends. This becomes increasingly difficult, however, as he moves about the area and happens to run into them or lures them into meetings for her, for drugs. So... It looks hot as shit. <laughs> like, there's that, that, this, I mean, this guy is like, I'm going to have to send you guys a trailer to it. I'm going to Google it. He's like so really what? young, super fit, tall. Like, they're on, I, I, I guess they're, they're in Brooklyn, so they must be like on Long Island. What's the, what's the, um, the boardwalk? Oh, I like this guy. The, what's the boardwalk place you wrote about? Coley Allen. So Coley they must Allen. be there or something, because that's, looks like in the trailer. But it's like he meets this girl. He's like super into her. They're having a great time. And then he just goes and hooks up with guys. And it shows like this hot sex with these dudes because he's just like, it feels good. Like, and it, I guess it's about his struggle. But at one Sundance and like all these other things, I think it came out in 2017 on it. But my friend Tripp watched it and he was like surprisingly hot. So, and they were all looking for wow, that. Wow, you know who he plays? Who's? He plays the um the prince in Maleficent. Ooh, really? That's who he is. Yeah, he's the one because I just like second Maleficent. Is that right? Is no, it's in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Maleficent, Mistress of Uh, Evil. That's the the second second one. one. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. And he plays um the one who like uh loves elephants. The prince. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he's so cute. Super handsome, and he plays kind of like this dirty bad boy, and this girl's like super into him, and then you're like. Wait, what? Like he like has sex with guys, and they show that too, and it's really hot. So, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm gonna have to give this a little go through. So that was definitely a hard recommend. Um, on on that lately, the floor is lava. <laughs> you guys watch this? It's so fucking. It's funny. so cute. Like it's fun. We've been watching it together as a family, but it's basically when- like Ninja Warrior meets like makes like America's funniest home video kind of thing. <laughs> like it's like okay, so it's it's kind of like nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Meets, meets American uh-huh. Ninja Warrior. It's three families. They come to it's not always family. Sometimes it's coworkers or like friends. friends or and yeah. they come to compete, three teams. And you have to go through an obstacle course where you're like jumping over lava. Mm-hmm. And you have to make. But it these to the people exit. aren't athletic. They're not trained. They're not athletic. Not like American no. Ninja Warrior, where they're athletes. They like come in ready for this. These dudes they're are just semi-fit. Like, they're semi-fit. Yeah. Um, the the best one was like the group of like uh, dads, mm-hmm. like that just came that were just stiff. Yeah, like, they like, hadn't gotten out of their there. beach chair. And the lava, yeah. like the it's a pool, basically a gigantic like Olympic sized swimming pool that they put all these obstacles on that you have to jump to and over, and but it bubbles up like lava. And everything's like the water's been dyed red and stuff. So, but everything's covered in like this soapy lava stuff, and it's just it's made to be a mistake. <laughs> it's when when one of them falls into the lava, the other two react. As if the person just literally <laughs> died. died. <laughs> yeah, they're like no. They, oh, 
and, they, and then they play motion. the reactions in slow and motion. And that's this thing where it's like, where do these people go? <laughs> and they I know. They, they never come back up. up. They show the people go in the water and sink. They'll show their hand like, oh, and then they're gone. And then that's it. You <laughs> never see never them see get pulled again. out of the water. So yeah. they're like, maybe they did die. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Like, I, I, I said they must, like, they must be told, like, when you fall into the lava, just, just go stay under, under. <laughs> for, like, five seconds. Uh-huh. Let us hit, get the shot, uh-huh. and then you can come up and uh-huh. breathe. But it's so funny. And like I, I sit there and I cackle. That is so I just cute. Cackle. Yeah. Well, I did something. I, I did something. What did you do? I, I did a thing. What did you do? What? I read Normal People. Oh, God. Why? And then immediately started watching the Netflix series, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like I'm on a twilight the level of depression. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. cannot believe. Mm-hmm. I feel sick. Like I feel physically sick. I haven't been able to sleep or eat for two days. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Jesus. After our talk before this episode, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. so I, you know what it is, is, okay, so you guys might remember from about a month ago when Leah went on um, a rant a about rant. people. Because it was advertised, it's a it's a show on Hulu, it's an Irish couple that kind of like, it goes through their relationship from high school through college, and they come apart, they get together, they come back apart, they go back apart, they come back together, but they love each other, they are there for each other through thick and thin, they know each other better than anybody else, they have this deep, insane love for each other, but they can't fucking get it together. And because of, and I'll tell you why. Oh, I spoiled in the, the shit show, out of it when, when I ran it And before. there's no happy ending. So that's, that's you know, there's no, no happy ending. Happily and ever. they advertised it to us, people, romance people. And so um, we all watched it. And it's not a romance because there's no happy ending, right? But I'll tell you, you got off really easy with the show. Because the book, the ending is a lot more What happens in the book? abrupt. Well, it's just the ending is more abrupt and they're like in the middle of an argument. They're not sitting on the floor having like a warm moment where they acknowledge how they've changed each other's lives. It's not like that. The book ends. She's upset. She's actually jealous over somebody else. And, you know, it's different. She goes, I'll always be here. And then it ends. And it's different than the show. The show actually felt a little bit better afterwards. Uh -uh. I was like, oh, well, that made me feel better because like they... They sat down and they had like a, a, a warm moment of, wow, we've come miles from where we used to be. But the thing that I, that it's, I really, I'm just glad I read the book and watched the show because I, he's riddled with anxiety the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you see that in the show, yeah. but I, having read the book, I was like, I knew what was happening in his mm-hmm. head. I don't know why I ended up doing this to myself. I don't know either. That, this sounds awful. Well, I think what it is is that I well I don't I I'm, I'm maybe I'm not selling it the right way then because it's <laughs> you're not it is so no, beautiful that no, these no, no, two no. people you don't get to you don't get to come here and call it beautiful that is emotional manipulation no Mm-mm. I don't th- I my my, Fiona, my friend Fiona described it as sometimes there's just people that come into your life and. Like you're made up of like little parts of other people that come into your life. And some of those parts just are like a lot louder than others. And maybe you don't, and maybe you just don't end up with that person or maybe you drift apart from that friend, but like it, I don't know. It, I'm glad I did it. I'm on, I'm going to cry right now, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got through it. And I think what it is, I, I, after you 
watched it and were upset mm-hmm. about it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And then I just stayed curious mm-hmm. about it for so long. And I felt like I already knew the characters mm-hmm. just from seeing the previews. And then I realized that, you know, he has a lot of Pat's mannerisms mm-hmm. and just my husband's mannerisms. And sometimes my husband will, will be having a conversation and he won't know what to say. And so he'll just go, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And he'll just go quiet. Mm-hmm. But I know there's all this stuff going on in his head. Mm-hmm. And that felt like Connell, like the character Connell. Mm-hmm. And and so I just, I think I was attracted to it because of that. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you are the kind of person that like likes an experience, but can, and can, can stand, withstand a little heartache. Um, I feel like it's completely changed me as a person. I, I don't know. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. And um so anyways, that was what I did to myself and I'm and I'm in a really terrible place right now. <laughs> I like, don't know how over. you can say because how good it is. And then you're like, I'm in a terrible place. It's wonderful. <laughs> but it's one of those things like where you take a chunk out and then when it grows back, it's a better chunk. Does that make sense? I don't know. I, like Romeo and Juliet. I was obsessed with Romeo and Juliet in eighth grade. That's not a happy ending. That's not a romance. But I love knowing about Romeo and Juliet. I love that yearning and that passion and that like thing of these two people were basically meant for each other yeah but it doesn't have to have that tragic ending for it to still be a beautiful story i agree with you i but i do i think that there's some people that made you think it ended exactly as it should have i mean in the book she she definitely wasn't over her issues at that point when they when they broke up Mm -hmm. you know it was she was still knee deep in them and he was sticking by her because he was a stronger person now but i don't think it was healthy for him like no, i still feel like there's a lot of different choice. ways you could look at but it that, that's a choice the author made though to not to not solidify that you know what i mean like to leave them broken and i i felt i, I felt so used when it was over but were they broken at the end yeah she was happy and he was happy and they were, but he just had this opportunity and she was like, but I like my life here. And I feel, but that's what I felt like go. was against the whole story was about them not being in the right place at the right time to love each other. And then when they finally got the place to where they were healthy enough to love each other and, ex- and accept each other with those flaws, that's when they were like, well, let's not be together. You know, it's like you spend all this time getting to that point, And then that point was when they got to that point, it was just like, we're not we're not going to work out no well i don't know i think it was an unselfish move on her part i don't think it was a flippant decision like i think she was like you have to go and i can't you know like it was it you know i don't think it was like this just like easy thing of like all right like let's just let's just call it quits now Mm -hmm. i think it was like a really like unselfish thing for her to do and he'd been carrying her for so long Anyways, um, I, anyways, I just, I had to talk to somebody about it and I, I it, it's, I've just been walking around with like bullet holes in my chest for four days, but it's okay. I'm fine. Send chocolate. Um, so you guys read Dark and Stormy Night by Kerrigan Burns. Yes. You want to talk about that? Let's do it. Let's talk about a book <laughs> I like. A, there's one that has a happy ending. So the Dark and Stormy Night, it is, if you read The Highwayman by Kerrigan Byrne, the first original OG in the was it Victorian Rebels series, um, yes. there is a police officer and that uh, the, the heroine in the book, he proposes to her because he's like, well, we're a good fit. Like, we work together well. I'm not married. Let's do this. And and she's like, nah, I'm in love with some, you know, like she fell in love with 
what's his name? D- Dylan, Deacon. I can't remember. But anyway, so it, they don't work <laughs> out. So this is Dorian. Dorian. He, Dorian. He finally, this guy finally gets his book. And it is so wonderful. I love how it started out. There's, yeah. So the heroine, just the setup, is the heroine um, is kind of like a little bit flighty. She's lovable and flighty. And uh, she's just kind of an optimist. But she finds out that her fiance is like kind of a philanderer. And she overhears, which sucks, is she overhears her sister and best friend discussing how he has all these affairs. And she didn't know. And so she's like, well... I'm going to go and lose my virginity to somebody else. And I'm going I'm to have an experience before this, before I get stuck in this marriage with this guy who doesn't really love me. So she goes to, oh my God, it's a whole theme. She goes to a male. <laughs> <laughs> We're staying on brand with it. Yep. You're right. Yeah. She goes to like this kind of like brothel for women. And it's got like this Garden of Eden theme, like where you can like go and, um, you know, like you can go and frolic in the woods or you can go and be with this guy in the cave. And like, so she, so she's there looking for a guy to sleep with and um, in walks the, the um, chief of, chief of police because he's investigating um, some men who disappeared there. Right. And she mistakes him for an escort. And she's like, oh, I'd like to pay you for sex. And he's like, uh. he's like, don't mind if I do. And he's, he's so tortured and like he has nothing positive in his life. It's all death and all blood and all misery. And so he's like, and then there's like her. Can I just take this bit of bright, like the, this bit of goodness for tonight and be forgiven for it? And so he does. And um, there's this, he's, I've sent it to you guys. There's that line in it that's where he says, My lust had teeth. And I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over <laughs> that phrase that he wanted her so viscerally. The moment he saw her. And then it, when he's, like, eating her pussy, he's like, what is this you have down here? What is this? Wait, he takes one lick of it, and he looks at her, and he goes, leave him. Leave him. Leave him. Leave, him. leave your because fiance. Because if he let you, if he's, if yep. he let this pussy If he out, knew out. you had to <laughs> get away, he doesn't deserve this pussy. It's so good. Yeah, it's so hot. Mm. Um, he, Yeah, it was leave a really him. good book. Oh I really God, liked I it. it. I really, really liked it. A dark and stormy night, but it's spelled night like K N I G H T, and uh, she can't do any wrong in my book, oh my Kerrigan. God. Honestly, it's it's just this one really reminded me of the the Duke with the Dragon Tattoo. It reminded me a lot of that one where the hero was just obsessed and over the top, and he just couldn't quit her, and he couldn't stop looking for her, and like. The fact that he he kept going after her and, and couldn't quit thinking about her. You know what I mean? Like, and then he sees her again and he's just like, like pissed off, you know, that here she has been this whole time right under my nose, you know, like just <laughs> mad about it. It's just so my good. My favorite thing that Kerrigan does, and this is like total catnip, is um, when the, the heroine is in danger at the end of the book and the hero hasn't told her he loves her yet. <laughs> and he's just... Like yeah. he's feral. Yeah, he's over like, it. God like, damn he, it! I love her. He's just when he realized. No, it. I. No, we just had a fight. Now she's gone, and now I'm. She's gonna die, and I haven't even said I love her. And, and when they just, I mean, and then they're just, oh, they're just miserable. It's so nice. <laughs> I think you just, just want everyone to be miserable. No, I think <laughs> that's part of romance. Is that part of romance? Is that we love to punish men? Like we love to see them punish. Yes, right for sure 
for sure. I like it's my favorite part of romance is when the man loses the girl and realizes um, how badly he's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. And that his life is gonna be over if he can't get her back. And that's it's that's the that's it. That's why I write this. So um I mean, she always gives me that in every single book. It's it's like she knows <laughs> she knows that that's what it's all about. She's I love good. her. She's I have stuff. a quick question though. Um, so I heard this earlier, and I wondered, um, what do you think about the name Roosevelt for a hero and calling him Rosie? How do we feel about this? I think he has to be super masculine. Yeah, for sure. Pull yeah. Off that yeah. Name. If you you could probably pull it off if he was like um just like you know like, like a gangster the the mountain from the- <laughs> yeah. Something like, like that. Like a gangster or something. That's like a, a gangster. Yeah. Where his mm-hmm. like real name was Roosevelt. I don't know. I I heard the it. name Roosevelt earlier and I was like, oh, what about like Rosie? I really like that name for a dude. Like a big, strong, buff dude. Like a like some kind of soft name like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've always thought the name Jude sounded like a girl. Mm-hmm. And then I read a, a hero named Jude who was like a um, Irish mafia like oh, murderer yeah. type. And I was like, it just, it, it was like the perfect name. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it just depends on the person. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so too. I also, um, I just, I wrote down several names, but I, I just, I had that one at the top of the list and I was like, yeah, I love it. So I went to the beach last week. And for some reason, every time I go to the beach, I forget that I sunburn. Why is that? <laughs> like, I I put on lotion and I'm like, 30's fine. I'm going to be out there for eight hours. One application is enough. And I get fried. And then I remember, oh, yeah, I don't tan. Why is that? Like, Am I just, I don't know. do I just forget or am I purposely? My skin has it? changed since I got older. Like my skin's changed. Like Maybe that's I used it. to have to lay out. I used to have to lay out in, I'm from Cal- Southern California. Yeah. So I was always in the sun, mm-hmm. but I used to have to lay out for, I mean, it would be weeks before I would get a tan. Yeah. And now, I mean, one day in the sun Yeah. and I've got tan lines. Mm-hmm. I'm, and, and I mean, that's with sunscreen. Yeah. I don't know. It's just changed over time. So maybe you're assessed too. Uh, maybe so. Maybe I'm just like super feared skin now than more than I used to be. Because when I was younger, like I always had a pretty good tan. We had a place at the lake that we would go to all the time, like every day or during the summer, you know, and I always kept a pretty good tan. But now it's like, maybe I'm just more aware of it too, because I'm like, I'm always wearing a hat and like putting stuff on my face. But my body, I was just like, oh, this is fine. This is okay. And I'm like walking like a lobster out of the shower. Like, oh, God, yeah. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I, I can't bring myself to put on like lotion again halfway through the day. Yeah. So I just end because like you're, you're you got sand. Yeah. Everywhere. You're yeah. just like, rubbing sand on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. And the spray stuff so is I usually, watchy. I just spray. Yeah. yeah. I just I like spray three or four times. throughout. <laughs> you're the day. like, fuck it. That, that's good enough. That's good. It works. Uh, yeah. You're mostly worried about your kids. Yeah, so, that's like, true. <laughs> you don't take any time Everybody, well, that's a metaphor for life, honestly. Mackenzie and I, um, so my dad bought me a bike two and a half years ago for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I put it in my garage pissed off because we had um, agreed not to spend a lot of money on Christmas presents. And I walk in, and there's a, a beautiful bike, me, one for me and one for my husband. Oh, and shit. I was like, I bought you, I was like, I got you a $50 gift card. Like, are you serious? We talked about this. I was so irritated. I didn't ride the bike for two and a half years. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I'm that stubborn. And, but then I, uh, 
I taught Mackenzie to ride a bike for the last three weeks. I've been taking her to the track, like the high school track and riding the bike with her. Um, she did not get it for the, for a very long time and finally did. And now she's street ready. So we've been taking hour and a half bike rides every morning. Oh, nice. Nice. And it's been so nice. I forgot how much I liked riding a bike. Aww, it's really so cool. nice. How's your vagina doing? Like... Is it, is it getting pretty beat up? <laughs> it like, yeah, we always say it like the last half an hour we're like, yeah. yeah, that's it that's hurts. the most painful. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But we like we ride down to her school. We ride to see. We ride over to see a friend. Like they come to the door and we stand on the street uh-huh. on our bikes and yell. At each, that's you know, cool. And, and it's been really nice. And like it's a good. It's been good bonding. Too, yeah, for sure. You know? Did I tell you about when I actually taught her and like how I went nuts? No, I, I was like a drill. <laughs> Again, this is this is on brand. <laughs> this is the third time. This is the this is the, this was the third time I've taught. I've taken her out like for the full day, trying to teach her how to ride the bike, and she couldn't get it for the first two times. Third time, I was like, "Okay, and be patient. We're not going to argue." Ten minutes in, I was like, "Get on the bike. You're not getting off the bike until you get it. Like, stop crying. Get up on the bike." And she did it. She got it. That was like, it. I really actually think she would never have gotten it had I just been nice about really? it. Really? Where you had to like yeah. be bossy? <laughs> it was like our it was like our very own whiplash. She she, respe- she okay. respects authority, just like her mom. Yeah. <laughs> she just didn't want like I I I, I wasn't going to feel sorry for yeah. her. You know, she was she just had to get up and keep going, yeah. and she did. Sometimes and you it just got like, tough really it out. Satisfying. That's just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You just got to tough it out. She had to tough it out. Sometimes you like you take it easy on your kids or you're so worried about giving them a complex or making them like giving them a bad memory of mm-hmm. you that you like forget to you have to push them every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like bad or anything. It was, oh, it's traumatic. I'm sure she's going to tell her therapist about <laughs> it. But no, we will. <laughs> no, she was so happy once she got it. And like I've seen her confidence change like since she got it. She's more confident in herself. She's so happy with herself that she knows how to do it. I wrote, I wrote a question down. You guys want to hear what yep. it is? All right. So you guys have seen the Karens on the internet, basically. Yes. <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm, I know none of us have ever gone on like a racist tirade, obviously. This, that's not what I'm talking about. But have you ever had a Karen moment where you had like a meltdown in public? In like a department and, store or something with like just, returning? Yeah, something? just something yeah. where you just acted out of character and had a meltdown. And if somebody had been recording you... It would have been the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> um, you know, I've had, I've definitely had moments in my house, like yelling at my family that <laughs> I would not want made public at all. Or I've had like a fight with my husband where <laughs> I've said some shit where I'm like, oh, that wasn't really good. Like, but I don't know that I've ever had one in public. I'm trying to think. <gasps> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So I was in college. I was drunk as shit and somebody towed my car and I lost it. And I remember at one point being really drunk and yelling at the guy loading up my car. If my dad was here, he wouldn't be doing this. (laughs) My dad didn't know this guy. What does that mean? God, this is probably like two, the year 2000. That's how long ago this was. Oh, my God. I was probably 19. Oh, my God. What about you, Mel? Have you had a, have you had a Karen moment? And again, this is not like the Karens <laughs> on the internet. I feel like it's they're, they're freaking out over face masks and, and they're saying terrible things about people, like racial things. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just, just say, you know, is there an embarrassing every once moment? in a while, you just lose your, <laughs> you know, like. Your temper? They, 
lost your temper uh, at somebody and maybe you were just having a terrible day and acted like in a way that you would be embarrassed about two minutes later, yeah. like that kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't think I have any. I don't usually have a temper. Uh, there's not many times where I've gotten upset in public that I regret because it usually takes me so much to get worked up that if I'm pissed off in public, there's a really good reason behind it. <laughs> that was one of the few I times. Had one. I I don't explode. I go quiet. Yeah. You just plot, yeah. You just you probably, can you even name a time where you went off on somebody? Like where you cuss someone no, out? No. I will say that's, you that's, that's you got on the phone one time with somebody at a hotel about remember the alarm was going off in your hotel and you were like I'm gonna call them <laughs> like you had called downstairs about like I want a refund or a credit or something like that I was really proud of you for doing that but I oh it kept going off all yeah, night yeah it was like some kind of wind alarm or something like that yeah oh yeah and then they tried to trick me <laughs> I remember that <laughs> Yeah, because I, I started. I because I that's right, and they were like, "We'll give you this much." I said, "Let's do some fucking math." <laughs> I said, "If this hotel room cost seven hundred dollars, whatever it was, and this was going off for five hours, let's take that money and divide it. How much is an hour here? You drove me nuts for seven hours. What's that?" <laughs> that's one of the few times where you've actually stood up and been like, "No, I'm not taking this shit." <laughs> But, and again, I would have wanted to film that because I would have wanted to see that shit. I would be like, yes, <laughs> get it, Mel. Mine was a hotel thing, too. Oh, I, yeah? Like, my, so, my first, um, this is, this, I hope this doesn't come off totally shitty. In my head, it's, it's funny, but <laughs> I hope it's not. I, like, the first time I got, like, a substantial paycheck from authoring, I took my mother and Pat and Mackenzie, I took us to, we went to Atlantis mm-hmm. in the Bahamas for four days. Mm-hmm. And I was like really proud of myself. Like my mom, I got my mom a adjoining hotel room. Um, it was just like, it was just really, it was nice. Yeah. And I was proud of myself. And I spent the whole trip like making sure Mackenzie was like getting naps and going to all the kids stuff. I paid for my mom to go to the spa. I paid for like her to go get drinks and dinner. I paid for everything for my mom. And like, I really wanted to give her something. And then it came down to the last day we were there. And I hadn't done anything for myself. I just, I mean, I'd been going to the beach, which was really, really nice. Don't get me wrong. But I hadn't done anything like for me and I hadn't had any alone time at all. And so I went to the spa (laughs) and my card got declined at the spa. And it turned out it was because they put a $2,000 hold on my room for a security deposit. And they put a $2,000 hold on my mother's room for a security deposit. Mm -hmm. Right. So I couldn't get the massage. (laughs) And I was like, I just started crying at the front desk. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I hate me now, too. I hate <laughs> I, but this is, I, I was like, this is my vacation. Like, I, you know, I haven't done anything for me. I just want an hour by myself getting a massage. And I, I can't do it because you put $4,000 hold on my car. Holy shit. Like, That's crazy. The second they did that. All our mini bars locked in in the rooms. Like everything got oh locked. Oh my god! Yeah, like we were criminals now after having spent fifteen dollars on a drink for four days. Wow! Like, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, I I I had like a you know like I guess they call it a white lady meltdown <laughs> <laughs> over a massage, and you know I I was embarrassed for myself as it Did was. Did you happening. get the massage? Did you get the massage? No, oh my no, god. I didn't. And they offered to do it, and I was too. I was like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can relax now. Like, I just oh, want to go home. Relax. 
And the the lady was looking at me like, you know, trying to be helpful. And I could just see she hated me. And I was like, I would hate me. Honestly, I hate myself. But I was so upset. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, I'm glad we talked about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad we've been able to uh, to learn so much from this <laughs> question. Yeah. But having seen, I will say, having seen just people freaking out in Trader Joe's uh, about masks and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, like, it. I feel like it's been really kind of good in a way. I mean, that's not good. But yeah. in a way, like, because you're, you're going to be more conscious of your behavior forever, I think, after having seen these things. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe with the way the, the internet is now and the way with people sharing yeah. stuff and filming everything. Yeah. And how it looks, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, nobody cares that you're having a bad day when they see a 30-second video. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter no, to them. It doesn't matter what happened before that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys have anything else to talk about? I have stuff, but I can save it for next week. We have okay. we have more coming. Who who? Well, no, we're about to play our first half. I was going to say. The, oh, we have Frankie Love. Next oh week. shit, that's right! Yay! Yes, Frankie Love uh, will be here on the podcast next week. Sweet. So, but we have to play the final installment of Lovely Baker. So, if you're here for that, we're about to get to it. Make sure you get um, the companion book that goes with the story called Lovely Neighbor. Sign up for the newsletter for the three for the free story, Lovely Proposal. And you can get this an ebook, Lovely Baker. It's gonna have bonus epilogues in the back of it, an ebook. So make sure you grab that too. So if you want more, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll we'll play the uh, second the final installment of Lovely Baker and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. 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 Chapter five. Jenna. You're smitten. Aaron sits down next to me and hands me a glass of wine. Sorry about my plus one. I didn't really give her a heads up about Reed. I just showed up with him. Thankfully, she was so excited that he made a move she didn't seem to mind. Don't be sorry about that. She nudges my shoulder and I take a sip of my wine. Don't get any ideas. I give her a look that has her smiling even bigger. That ship has sailed. I've already got so many ideas. It's really hard not to when I see Reed with Lucas. Last night, I used Lucas as an excuse so I could sneak off to bed without having to get close to Reed. And today, I've been all over the place helping Aaron with the rehearsal and wedding stuff for tomorrow while my bridesmaid dress was getting last-minute alterations. Reed's been keeping Lucas entertained all day, and now the two of them are thick as thieves. He's good with him, she adds, as we watch Lucas hang on to Reed. He catches him, and then Lucas gives him a tight hug. Reed's eyes meet mine, and I have to look away. Too many emotions overwhelm me all at once. He is. But what happens when he gets tired of us and figures out it's not all rainbows and sunshine? Sometimes it's 2 a.m. nightmares and vomit everywhere. He wouldn't only break my heart, he'd break Lucas's too. That's something I can't let happen. He's already had one set of parents walk out of his life, and now it's my job to make sure he never feels that pain again. The one thing I want him to feel is that he's loved unconditionally. I think he knows what he's getting into. 
Aaron squeezes my hand, and I wish I could agree with her. I think about all the things he said to me when he had his fingers deep inside of me. Maybe I didn't hear him right because his promises seemed too good to be true. I can't let myself depend on something said in the heat of the moment. I think you've got rose-colored glasses on. I'm pretty sure I saw hearts dancing over her head earlier. I'd be a liar if I didn't admit I was jealous of the way she and Devin look at each other. You might not have known one another long, but you can see they're madly in love. No, I'm just not skeptical of everything, Chicken Little. The sky isn't always falling. She gives me a kiss on the cheek. I have to mingle, but I'll be back. I take another big drink of my wine and look around for Lucas and Reed. When I don't see them anymore, I go searching and find them across the room at the kids' table. Reed smiles at the other kids as he pulls out a chair for Lucas. Lucas sits down and Reed puts a big bowl of ice cream in front of him. Lucas looks up at Reed when he asks him something, and Lucas gives him a thumbs up. After a second, I see Reed walk away and out a side door. I wonder what he's doing. Aaron snags my attention across the room and nods for me to follow him. I point to Lucas and she mouths, I got it. Before I can talk myself out of it, I'm following Reed. I exit the ballroom where we're all having dinner and look down the hallway. I don't see anyone, so I go left, knowing the bathrooms are this way. I let out a small scream when a hand wraps around mine and pulls me into a dark room. Strong hands hold me close, and I relax against Reed. There's no way I'd ever forget his scent or the feel of his hands on my body. What are you doing? I hear the door snick closed behind us, and we're plunged into darkness. This dress has been driving me crazy. He lets out a low growl that goes straight between my legs, and my response is almost animalistic. I'm all over him, or maybe he's all over me. None of that matters when he lifts me off my feet, and I kiss him anywhere I can find skin. I hear a loud crash as he sets me down onto something, but it doesn't stop us. Reed. I grab onto his shirt and pull him closer. Mouth, I need your mouth. I'm right here. When he kisses me, I part my lips so he can take whatever he wants. As his tongue slides against mine, I feel his hand snake up my dress. He steps between my legs, making me spread them wider to fit his broad frame. I whimper when he pulls his mouth from mine, and I try to yank him back. I'm needy for more of him, but he's stronger. I gasp when I hear the sound of my panties being ripped. He grabs me by the hips and yanks me to the edge of whatever I'm sitting on before putting my legs over his shoulders. You need it here too, don't you, baby? He says, before he buries his face between my thighs. I cry out, grabbing onto the table as his tongue finds my clit. He circles it slowly at first, and I lift my hips, silently begging for more. My whole body aches with need. He pushes a finger inside of me and pumps in and out as he gives my clit the attention it's begging for. 
He adds another finger as he sucks my clit and I can't take it. I cry out his name when the orgasm hits me hard and fast, and I slump back as waves of heat flow through me. I try and catch my breath, and I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to move again. My whole body tingles with pleasure, and I want to roll over and fall asleep. I close my eyes when bright light floods the room, and I sit up, making sure my dress is down. It's just me, Reed says, and I slowly open my eyes. He bends down and picks up a lamp, then puts it back on the table beside me. I'm pretty sure it's broken. Don't say we shouldn't have done that. He gives me a stern look as he fixes his pants and puts his belt back on. Why were his pants undone? Did you touch yourself while you? I trail off, feeling my face warm. While I ate your pussy? He steps closer to me. Can you blame me? I can only take so much. He kisses me, and I taste myself on his lips. I melt into him while he pulls me from the table and helps me find my footing. Let's go get Lucas. He was trying to pretend he wasn't tired, but he's going to pass out in his ice cream, and I already promised him a movie when we get back. Okay, I agree. And he puts his finger under my chin so I have to look up at him. Okay? Yeah, okay. I agree because it all sounds really nice. Scary, but nice. She's starting to get it he says to himself before kissing the back of my hand. Chapter 6 Read Is everything ready for the wedding tomorrow? I ask Jenna when I turn off the movie. Yeah, I think so, she whispers, brushing a strand of hair away from Lucas's face. Let me. I scoop his sleeping form off the couch and carry him into the master. Jenna tucks him in and I stand by the bed watching her. After she kisses him on the forehead, I take her by the hand, and we leave the room together. She's not getting away from me so easily tonight. We'd gotten back and only made it through maybe ten minutes of the movie, before he was out cold. It's late, and we had a big day hanging out, while Jenna got to spend some extra time with her friend. I walk over to the sofa and sit down, but before she can sit down beside me, I pull her between my legs and pat my lap. She looks at me for a second, before she puts her knee on one side and comes down to straddle me. I like you in my shirt. When we'd gotten back, she made an offhand comment about forgetting her pajamas and not wanting to sleep in her clothes again. I was all too eager to give her one of my shirts, but I wasn't prepared for what the sight of it would do to me. Seeing her now with the thin material clinging to her curves, I can hardly think straight. It smells like you. Her hands rest on my chest as my fingers play with the edge of the shirt. It's creeping up her thighs as she spreads them wider. I meant what I said yesterday. My fingers trace the edge of the shirt, slowly nudging it higher. I'm going to take care of you. I want to believe that. There's hesitation in her voice, yet her ass moves closer. I'm not one for a lot of words. 
She smiles at my admission, and I reach around and grab her ass with both hands. I jerk her the rest of the way, and now her body is flush against mine. But you'll see it in my actions. I'm not going anywhere. Before she can open her mouth to question this or argue, I grip her by the back of the neck and pull her mouth to mine. The kiss is hot and desperate, just like we were in that closet. Every time we touch, it's like a feeding frenzy that only gets worse. I wondered in the back of my mind if she'd want me the way I want her. But now, I know for sure. The fire between us can't be faked, and what I feel for her won't diminish. She has no way of knowing all that I've done and all that I'm willing to do to keep her. So I'll just have to prove it. When I feel her hand trying to undo my belt, I growl and stand up with her still in my arms. She gasps as I walk to the opposite side of the suite, into the room I slept in last night. It's a small bed, but I plan on sleeping with her on top of me, so it doesn't matter. I lay her back on the bed and shove my shirt up the rest of the way, revealing her bare pussy. Fuck, I hiss, standing there and staring at it. It's so fucking pretty. She wiggles and reaches for me, but I keep on staring, licking my lips. Reed, come here. Look how wet you are. I run my knuckle between her folds, and her hips rise to get more. You've gotten yourself all soft and ready for me to fuck, haven't you, sweet girl? She makes a little whimper as I stand back and unbutton my shirt, discarding it, then take off my slacks and boxer briefs. When I'm naked in front of her, she sits up on her elbows and openly stares at me. I let her drink her fill as I grab my aching cock and jerk it a few times. Blood is pounding through my shaft, and I'm almost dizzy with need. But I want to take my time and burn this into my memory. Stop licking your lips, I say, and I can feel my jaw flex. Sorry. When she bites her lip, I groan, desperate to feel that mouth on me, but knowing I'd lose control. I reach down to her and grab the V of my shirt and split it open just enough so her breasts spill. I don't know why, but I still want her in my shirt when I'm inside her. Seeing her hard nipples jutting up, I fall on top of her, sucking them into my mouth. She moans as I pick her up and move her to the middle of the bed. We both hiss when my cock brushes over her wet mound, and I do it again instantly. The feel of my rigid shaft gliding against her slippery pussy is hot and dirty. Wait. She puts her hand on my chest, and I freeze, looking down at her. I, um... What is it? My brows pull together, because up until now, she's been with me all the way. I've never done this before. Never had sex, I mean. I don't have a condom or pill or whatever. Her cheeks burn as she looks down between us and licks her lips again. What about Lucas? He's mine, but not by birth. There's more I want to ask her, but I can see she doesn't want to give it to me. Not yet. I nod as I reach down and cup her cheek 
I'll make it good for you. I kiss her gently, and with one touch, she responds to me like before. Her legs wrap around me, and her nails pinch my sides as she pulls me closer. You're not on anything? I ask between kisses, and she shakes her head. My cock slides over her pussy again, and her legs tighten, pulling me closer. I glide over her opening and tease her there with the tip, just pressing it slightly. I've never done this without a condom, I admit, and groan at the feel of her hot pussy on my cock. But I want to now. Maybe just a little bit. She raises her hips in invitation, and the head of my cock sinks just a bit more. Her opening kisses the tip, and I feel her clench. I won't be able to stop if I get a taste of it. Even though I'm trying to convince myself not to, I push in. Why does this feel so good? She rolls her hips in a circle around the tip of my dick. She bears down a little more, and when I look between us, I see the head is completely inside of her. Fuck, I could come just like this. She moans and does it again, circling my cock with her hot little pussy. Her eyes lock with mine as she keeps rocking against me, taking me little by little. She stops when there's a small pinch, and we both know what that means. In for a penny, in for a pound, right? You know I'll take care of you if anything happens, right? I graze my finger over her lower belly while I look into her eyes. Anything. She nods as she raises her hips a little more, and I trail my finger down to her pussy. I brush my knuckle over her clit, and her whole body jerks. With that movement, I thrust forward and sink balls deep into the tightest pussy I've ever felt. It takes the breath out of me and I struggle not to collapse on top of her. Oh, God, I gasp, my elbows giving out, and my weight goes onto her. It takes me a second to hold myself up, but I feel her kisses on my chest. Reed, you've got to move, she whispers as she clenches around me. I can't, I hiss, need burning down my back and between my legs. She makes a little sound that has me coming back to earth and I take a deep breath. I slowly pull out an inch, but I'm so desperate to have her, I surge back in quickly. I don't want to pull out. I lean down and suck on one nipple, then the other. You're going to have to come like this. I, I don't. Her words cut off when I grind against her, making her clit rub against me. Just this first time, then I'll fuck you hard. I kiss my way up her neck, and then look in her eyes. I can't pull out. Don't ask me to. Her legs tighten as if to pull me deeper, and I fall on her, kissing her like I'm starved for it. We hold each other just like that, and I grind against her clit. She's so fucking wet, and I'm leaking enough inside of her to make the both of us a slippery mess. Reed, she cries out and her grip milks me. I bury my face in her neck and growl as she pulls my cum from me. Her pussy is a thief, and I'm all too eager to hand it over. My cock swells as I empty everything I have into her, but 
It's too much for her to hold. Our release coats the inside of her thighs, and I smile, kissing her. I rub my nose against hers, and she lets out a little giggle. Does it count as sex if you never went in and out? She laughs again, and her pussy clenches with the action. Let's do it that way, just to be sure. We both groan, as this time I slide all the way out, then thrust back in, hard. I make sure it counts. Five times. Chapter 7 Jenna My throat tightens when I see Reed carrying Lucas my way. They are both in matching suits, and anyone that didn't know better would think Reed is his dad, especially with the way Lucas is hanging on him. I've never seen him take to someone so easily before. Lucas and Reed hung out together most of the morning. I've been with Aaron getting ready, which I thought was going to be a small hell this morning. I assumed the bride would run around trying to get ready and nothing would go according to plan. Nope. Aaron was cool, calm, and collected. Everything went off without a hitch, and I couldn't help but wonder how my own wedding day would be. We'd gotten ready at the hotel spa with hair and makeup and everything in between. I wonder what Reed is going to think when he sees I got everything waxed. That will be a fun surprise. Too bad we're hours away from him seeing it. I shaved, Lucas informs me while lifting his chin. Reed shakes his head and mouths that it was fake. My heart flutters because I'm sure Reed was shaving and Lucas wanted to as well. I would have loved to have seen that. It warms me that Reed is giving Lucas something I can't. You look mighty handsome. I kiss Lucas on the cheek. And you don't look so bad yourself. I go in to kiss Reed on the cheek too, but he turns his head and presses his lips against mine. I let out a happy sigh before I pull away. Lucas doesn't say anything. He only smiles and looks around at all the people waiting to start the wedding. You ready, little man? Erin walks over towards us, and I swear she's glowing in her wedding dress. You look like a princess, Lucas tells her. And you look like a prince. Lucas puffs out his chest at Erin's praise. You really do look beautiful. I grab Erin's hand and give it a squeeze. Let's get you married before your husband loses his patience. Erin laughs, but we all know it's not a joke. Reed bends down and puts Lucas on his feet. You remember what you have to do? I got it. He holds up a hand and they high five. Come with me. Lucas takes Aaron's hand as she leads him over to his place in line next to the flower girl. Think he'll do okay? Reed pulls me into his arms and leans close. We practiced all morning. He's going to nail it. When he kisses me so sweet and soft, I admit to myself I'm falling in love with him. How did this all happen so fast? You're breathtaking, but I can't wait to get you out of this dress later. He gives me another kiss, and this one is filled with heat and a promise of what's to come. He gives my ass a squeeze before he walks inside to sit with the rest of the guests. Everything goes off without a hitch, 
and I get choked up a few times watching Erin and her husband together. They have something special, and I think that maybe I could have that with Reed, too, if I let myself. He stared at me the whole ceremony, and his eyes never left mine during the vows. The reception is in full swing by the time I finally get to sit down and relax. Lucas has been on the dance floor most of the night between bites of cake. He's having the time of his life. Reed pulls me over into his lap. Having fun? He asks before kissing my bare shoulder. This has been incredible. My face is going to hurt from smiling so much. Good. He gives me another kiss, and I shift a little on his lap so I can wrap my arms around his neck. I'm kind of mad at myself. I could have been with you two months ago, I say, and he chuckles. Oh, you find this funny? If I remember right, you've been a pain in my ass the entire time. I know now he was only looking out for me and worried that something might jeopardize what we could have. I wasn't trying to micromanage you. You're one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. Honesty shines in his eyes. I realize that now, and it's nice having someone look out for me. I've never had that before. I blink a few times, trying to stop the tears. I don't want to cry because this day has been so perfect. Don't hide your tears from me. He tilts my chin to meet his eyes. Chasing you drove me crazy, but it was worth it. Maybe it showed you that I'm in this for the long haul. I've got staying power, and I'm not going anywhere. I sniffle. Are you trying to make me cry? No. The only people I want to make cry are Lucas's biological parents. They're not worth it. That doesn't mean I don't want to knock them upside their heads. But even with the shit hand you were dealt, look at you. You fought for you and for him. You work hard to give him everything, and I just want you to let me do the same for you. I'm starting to believe he means everything he says. But what reason would he have to lie? Dance with me, I say, as I slide off his lap. He takes my hand and leads me to the dance floor as a slow song comes on. Lucas is now dancing with Erin, and with how her new husband Devin is watching his new wife, I think Erin is going to have a few of her own kids pretty soon. After last night, I might too. Reed pulls me close as Etta James sings, At Last. It's so fitting for the two of us. I rest my head on Reed's chest, letting him take control of our movements while I lean into him. I close my eyes and I know in this moment, while I'm in his arms, I don't have to worry about a thing. He can more than handle anything that comes our way. Chapter 8 Read He didn't even move when I changed him out of his suit. Jenna closes the door softly, but there's no chance he's waking up anytime soon. I hold my hand out to her, and she comes over to where I'm sitting on the couch. This time, I don't have to pull her into my lap. She does it all on her own. The feeling of her body against mine, 
makes me happy in a way I never knew was possible. Are you tired? I ask as she cuddles against me. Yes and no. I know the feeling. She tilts her head to look back at me, and I kiss her gently for a few moments, just enjoying her being in my arms. But after a long moment, reality sets in. We have a lot to do when we get back home. I graze my finger along her chin, and she tilts her head towards my touch. I'm sure there will be a lot to catch up with at work, she sighs, and I shake my head. That's not what I mean. What do you mean? She bites her bottom lip expectantly. I mean about you and Lucas coming to live with me. About us being a family. Her eyes widen, and I rub my thumb along her lips. When we get back, you're going to live with me, and if you want to work, then you can work. But if you want to stay at home, you can do that too. The bakery is yours to run how you like. Reed, I don't... I mean... I love you, Jenna. I lean down to kiss her softly before I pull back. I've loved you for a long time, and I'm nothing without you. I'm going to give you the world, and all I ask in return is that you let me live in it with you. Tears well in her eyes, and I wipe them away. Just let me love you and Lucas. That's all I ever want to do. Oh, God, I love you too. She throws herself against me and relief fills my chest. I didn't realize how worried I was that she might not feel the way I do. I pick her up and carry her to the other bedroom, then strip us naked. I take my time enjoying her body inch by inch and going slow. We have all night, but we also have the rest of our lives. I want to savor this time we have, but I will never take it for granted. When I'm finally inside her and her eyes are locked on mine, I feel like a king. She's more than I ever thought I deserved or dared to wish for. She's my everything. We reach our climax at the same time, and I have to roll us over so my heavy body doesn't crush her. She's lying on top of me, sweaty and breathing hard from our exertions. And I smile as I close my eyes. I feel her kisses across my chest, and I hear her whispering words of love. I'll never get tired of hearing it, and I'll do my best to not only tell her, but show her a hundred times a day. I can't imagine how much fuller my heart could be, with her and Lucas coming into it too. But imagining her giving me another baby makes my cock swell inside of her. Did you manage to steal the seat next to me on the way home? she asks, as she works her hips. No, so I ended up chartering a plane. I nip at her neck, and she giggles. You're shameless. I'm in love, I admit, rolling us back over and pinning her to the mattress. Thank you. For what? Her legs wrap around me, and her eyelids grow heavy. One day, I'll explain everything. Before she can ask again, I kiss her until we're both beyond words. One day, I will tell her the whole story. But for now, this is enough. Love is enough. This has been Lovely Baker by Alexa Riley.
Read for you by Kit Swan and Matthew Maddox. We're back. Hey, almost said bye. <laughs> You're like, we're back. What did you, say? you said we're back, and I almost went bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, okay, so like we said, get the ebook of Lovely Neighbor today. Um, it's connected to the book we just finished. And if you go to readmeromance.com, you can enter to win Alexa Riley's giveaway. Next week is Frankie Love Week, which will be really fun. So make sure you're here. And oh, yep. So Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make stay your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. 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 Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.